It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Fidelity. Welcome. Welcome to the Lena Nelson Dooley Show. Today, I will be interviewing my special guest, Mary Ellis. And listeners, I know you are going to really love getting to know Mary. Mary, are you there? Mary? Mary, are you there? Great. If you're there, Mary, I can't hear you. All right. Hello. Hey now. Can you hear me now, Mary? Mary? Yes, I can. Yes, can okay. you hear me? Yes, I hear oh, you. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, what's good. Going on. They're having some trouble here today uh, because they came on a little bit, few minutes ago and said we're having trouble. Um, Listeners, I want to introduce you to Mary Ellis. She has written 21 novels, and her debut book, A Widow's Hope, was nominated for the 2010 Carol Award. Living in Harmony won, won the 2012 Lime Award for Excellence in Amish Fiction, while Love Comes to Paradise won the 2013 Lime Award. And she's currently writing a series of, called Secrets of the South Mysteries. Now, I've read a number of Mary's books, and I love all of them, but my favorites are these Secrets of the South Mysteries. Well, uh, I'm happy to hear that. 
Oh, I love them. I really love them. That's why every time you have a new one that's coming out, I make sure you come to my blog and, uh, <laughs> and now I want to interview you here. Um, the first book, Midnight on the Mississippi, was a finalist for the R Romantic Times Magazine Reviewer's Choice Award. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, the finalist for Daphne du Maurier for Excellence in Mystery Suspense. Now, both of those are wonderful awards. And uh, book two, What Happened on Beale Street, won the Judge a Book by its cover for Inspirational Romance. And the current book is Sunset in Old Savannah. And I would be hard pressed to choose a favorite of those. Mary. Well, that's very nice of you to say because each one represents uh, a place and time that's very special to me. And oh, um, cool. You know, uh, my husband and I, right now, we're living, we've always lived in Ohio. But we do extensive traveling, and when my husband retires, we'll be relocating into the South. And so, these books. Part of the reason I chose it, it isn't just because I'm fascinated with the South, but we're also looking for a, a place to move and picking out a new area to move to. Well, I would I would uh, invite you to Texas. <laughs> We're we're also in the south, but we're southwest. Yes, you we are. Do have, we do have a lot of hot weather <laughs> right now. I think it's I don't know eighty eight or something eighty nine something like that today. So it's <laughs> well, that it's sounds a bit hot. cool for Texas. Yeah, it's, well, it's hot for May. It's actually hot for May. You know, we don't get this hot oh. usually this early. Occasionally we do, but uh, I'm hoping this means. They said something about the way the, the weather pattern is this year that we probably will have a a warm, a warm you know, not so, not so much hot and have a more moist year, which would be nice because we're we're getting very dry right now. Uh, and that makes us susceptible to wildfires. But there's some really pretty places in Texas if you want to, to set a book there and come visit and see. Okay. Um, I will not rule it out. I will not rule it out. <laughs> I what, have been to uh, Texas once. We have family there, and it's lovely. Cool. Are, are you coming to the ACFW conference in September? I don't think so. There's going to be oh, a darn. conflict with, um, with, with my schedule and with my husband's schedule. I like to travel with uh, my husband. Uh, he yeah, helps yeah. out a lot with the logistics, and he's just at not a good time for him to take off work. Yeah. Well, I didn't think I would be able to go. Um, finances are are a little tight, and I've had I've had so many copays in December, and now I had my eye surgery, and the copays for the surgery center are just they're at least they're letting me pay them out at a good rate, you know. With no with no uh, interest, so I had applied for a, a scholarship, and of course, you know, you don't put your names on there, and you know that they the committee who chooses them doesn't know who they are, and they pray over them, and they choose the scholarships recipients, and there were seventy applicants this year, 
goodness. And there's only amount. There's only 10 scholarships. And so I had told God, if you want me to go, you have to provide the way. But I did apply in case that's how he wanted to do it. And so uh, when they said that all the the uh, recipients had been uh, awarded, then I told the Lord, I said, okay, because I want to go because it's right here. <laughs> it's not far sure, from sure. where I live. And so I said, uh, okay, God, if that's, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, I told you I'd be fine and I'm fine and that's okay. And the very next day, someone who knew me and knew I had applied contacted me. I didn't tell very many people. I had some people pray. And she said, I want to ask you a personal question. Did you get a, a scholarship? And I said, no, but that's okay. You know, if God wants me to go, he'll provide a way. If he doesn't, right. then I'm not going. And she said, my husband and I have been praying, and we feel like God wants us to make sure you get to the conference. And they oh, paid lovely. my conference fee. Nice. I, I thought, I just, I think God did that that way on purpose to say, look, I'm doing this for you. Nothing you are doing like applying or whatever, nothing you are doing is getting you to that conference. It's me and right. me alone. It's always. Isn't that cool? Okay. Why did you cool. decide? Yeah. Why did you decide to, and I know you've written Amish and you've written uh, Civil War and, you know, several different uh, genres. Why did you decide to go into the contemporary uh, mystery genre? Well, um, because I, I love reading mysteries, uh, and actually, oh. when I started, there's so much fun to read, and I, when I started my writing career, I was originally in the ABA, the general market, and yeah. I actually started in mysteries. Uh, I wrote oh. two mysteries, and my agent uh, suggested, why don't you, you know, why don't you come over to, I know you're a, she knew I was a Christian, she knew I was a devout Christian. But I was just writing a more general nature book without any kind of a faith element. And she says, why don't you come over uh, to Christian inspirational fiction and give that a try? And uh, so I have, and I've never looked back. It's been very enjoyable. But I, I did, when I decided to make another change in genre, something, as you know, writers aren't supposed to keep changing genres. But I thought, it's time for me to finish up my writing career, however many books are left in me, in mysteries, because that really is my first love. Cool, cool. And I, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I, I, love, I love mysteries and I love suspense novels. And I had I, years and years and years ago when I had um, uh, was writing heart song books, uh, I wrote a mystery and I wrote a suspense book, but that's all I had mm -hmm. done in that. And then since then, I've written lots and lots more. And last year, I had uh, was invited to be in several uh, different novella collections. And one of the novella collections, it's historical, but it was it was kind of a suspense too and I'm like wow this is this is different. the first scene when it came to me it was you wouldn't believe it I mean you wouldn't believe it I didn't believe it and the one I'm writing right now is for an, a novella collection that 
I'm publishing through with people in my critique group. I mean, I'm doing it to give Wonderful. them an outlet, you know. And this one is a suspense novel. I hadn't even a novella. I hadn't even started it, and something happened on our street. And the next morning, I woke up with the opening scene <laughs> of a suspense novella, <laughs> and that's Wonderful. what I'm writing now. It, I've I've always written it's good. different genres, you know, across genre. Uh, but anyway, so um, the each of these, like, uh, okay, the first one was Midnight on the Mississippi, and that was in um, oh New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. And then what happened on Beale Street? And that one's in, now that one's New Orleans, isn't it? No, that's Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, Memphis is, oh, that's right, Memphis. I knew there was a Memphis somewhere. What happened on Beale Street? And Magnolia Moonlight is in Natchez, Mississippi. Natchez, Mississippi. And then Sunset in Old Savannah. And, um, one of the things I like about your your writing, Mary, is your your characters are so so well developed. Um, now I don't know about you, but when I first started writing, I didn't know how to develop characters. <laughs> and back when I start started writing, we didn't have helps we have now. But I didn't know I didn't know about POV, and I didn't know how to develop characters and. That kind of thing. Absolutely. You, you have really learned to develop wonderful characters. Very. Um, well. I, uh, go ahead. Well, I appreciate your praise, but um, if there's any uh, writers out there, it's always a work in progress, isn't it? I did not develop characters, I don't think, very well either. And, and I'm sure I ping-ponged a few points of view myself and when you get started, but if if you love what you're doing and you take your craft seriously and you're willing to learn, um, it's it's learning is a joy in writing. Oh, that's the truth. And I I I am I'm a whole lot older than you are, and uh, I've I've told I've been writing teaching uh, dynamic writing workshops. Uh, I have five, and I've taught them at our church. Just uh, you know, for equip classes. And then I taught them at, we have a Christian coffee company, a kindred coffee company, which is owned by Christians, people who go to our church. And they had said, you need to come and teach those here. And of course I got the people paid to take them there, but I don't charge much. <laughs> I just, I want to, I have a heart to help people. You know that, but yes, um, I, do. I tell them, I never want to stop learning about writing, and and I don't. Exactly. I mean, all the time I learn something new, and I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. And then I try mm -hmm. it, and it works well. <laughs> so exactly. we need, and that's and that's a good reason why you and myself we love to stretch our wings with new genres too. Because if we stay in the same genre forever. We get stale because we'll everyone. It's just natural to to fall into certain habits and certain routines. Oh yeah, and don't and you, you hate it when you find yourself creating the same character? Yeah, you 
don't you hate it when you're reading, you read someone that you really love reading them, and then after a while, they all sound alike? And exactly. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to write like that exactly. at all. Right. Yeah. And well, that, you're that not, can you're happen not, to any of us. Oh, I know. You're not in a rut with this, I'll tell you that. I think the, <laughs> oh, I think your heart set, for saying that. Setting them in different southern places and yet tying them together through this um, uh, uh, PI firm, you know, that's involved in all of the different places with different characters. Um, it, it has a newness uh, and actually setting, as you know, setting is important to our story. And uh, in your, in these books, a setting is like another character, which is good uh, because it takes your reader really into the place uh, and I like I like readers to be uh, I teach a lot about setting too about I like readers to be grounded in where you are because I'll, I'll get writers who come to my critique group the first new first time they share and it's like what I call talking heads bare stage <laughs> that comes from <laughs> my drama background but you know you read your readers are hearing something. They're hearing the conversation, but they're not seeing anything. And and it and it's right. a whole tapestry. I think uh, learn now. Settings are really hard to do. When I started, I walked in. I had my character walk into a room, and I started here over at the right, and I went all the way around that room, and I described everything that was in that room. <laughs> And Tracy Peterson, <laughs> Tracy Peterson was my was my uh, editor of my second book with Barbara, and and that was when when they had hired her. Right after that, they hired her to be an acquisition editor, and she said, "Don't give me a laundry list of description." And I hadn't thought about it that way, you know. I've learned right. learned a lot about settings since then. And if it if right. it ties it, if it ties emotionally to your uh POV character, oh it can suck a reader in till they won't want right. to put that book down for anything. Well now uh, I know we want I want my uh, my listeners to know about these stories and want to read these stories. Do you want to give a a short blurb of each of them? I know you're really uh, promoting Sunset in Old Savannah, but maybe give us a short blurb of each of them, Midnight on the Mississippi. Sure. Um, in Midnight on the Mississippi, uh, we have a brand new um, PI. She grew up in Backwoods, Mississippi. Um, of humble roots, as I grew up, of humble roots. And when she comes to, uh, and she, she grew up, you know, in a strict um, Christian home and did not have a lot of exposure to the world, uh, or not necessarily yeah. the world, but to, to the underbelly of the world, let's call it. So she, yes. when she arrived in um, New Orleans, 
and was searching for a job uh, at her cousin's PI agency. She was shocked by some of the things she saw. So that will come into the story as she um, searches to find the true killer of a stockbroker. Uh, their client has hired them. He is uh, who the police consider the prime suspect, but he has not—he has not done it. However, our brand new PI doesn't at first believe that he hasn't done it. Um, yeah. She doesn't trust him because he's wealthy, and I think there are many people, um, myself included, when I was very young. You know, they can be very yeah. distrustful of of very wealthy people, and so she yeah. has quite an arc of learning to do. She ha does quite a bit of growing up and not only learning to be a PI, but learning to be patient, learning to be kind. And, and of course, seeing the world instead of through just her own lenses, but the lenses of, of, of others. Yeah. In, now in my tell second us book. Yeah. Yes. In my second That's book, uh, Nikki, who now has a little experience uh, under her belt, is is called to um, uh, I, I just said it a minute ago Memphis Tennessee because a young man that she grew up and sang in the church choir with he had left home and left uh, left town because he wanted to be a professional musician in Memphis and he's a blues musician he's a sax player there isn't a lot of call for that uh, except if you're going to play in the clubs because he didn't have the cultural training or the professional training to play in a uh, to play in a concert theater. So when he when he gets there, uh, he falls into he falls into some bad company, and he is murdered. So Nikki and and the head of the agency go up there to to search out his killers. And again, both of their eyes are awakened by what they see and both in good and bad um you know some of their assumptions that they mm -hmm. made about musicians in general were false and yeah. i believe the who who turns out to be the killer would be a uh will be a fooler for for any reader who decides to pick this book up at their library or bookstore yeah it it was it was a surprise it really was uh now magnolia Mo moonlight Magnolia Moonlight is, is one I sort of have two settings in. Um, our, the head of the agency, Nate Price, it's his agency. He finally, um, he, he marries the character that he meets in book two. And they take off for Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. So we're staying in the same state as Natchez, Mississippi. But of course, this is a beachfront community, a lovely vacation spot, quite different than the charming historical city of Natchez. So we sort of have a dual mystery. Uh, his ace PIs are at work trying to discover if a Baptist minister truly committed suicide or if he was the victim of fall play. And at the same time, uh, Nate and his new bride, Isabella, are investigating another mystery down in Bay St. Louis that unfortunately they have just sort of landed, have dropped in their lap on their honeymoon. Yeah, that's... So that I, was, I enjoyed was, very much sort of a dual plot in that one. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it's, I, it's, hard, it, it's hard for me to choose a favorite. It's, 
it's the favorite is the one I, I'm just now reading, but I finished all four, so now I can't choose a favorite. Now tell us about <laughs> Sunset in Old Savannah. I love this one too. Oh, thank you so much. Well, um, we get a um, the PI agency, the headquarters is in Natchez, Mississippi, by the way. But you can't always, you know, guarantee that's where all the work is. Natchez is a rather sleepy southern town. It's not very small, but on the other hand, it's not going to be rife with a lot of investigations to be done. So when they get an opportunity to work a case in Savannah, Nate sends two of his agents. Uh, the two agents, one is new, one is a veteran. And at first, they, they don't get along very well, but that changes uh, during the um, course of the book, because I always like a bit of romance thrown in with my mysteries. Oh, As they, uh, when they arrive, they believe they're going to be doing some work that is not very appealing. They believe that they are going to be investigating a philandering husband, which indeed they are. And they feel this is beneath their dignity and beneath the dignity of the agency. However, when the gentleman turns up dead, they are... Uh, they are committed to finding who uh, killed the, the gentleman who had already come to terms with he had made a, uh, an error in judgment. He had made an error uh, by breaking his marriage vows. And so the book is just it is as much about the, uh, Christian forgiveness as it is of solving the crime of this murder. That's right. That's right. And I loved... Uh, always have a lot of twists and surprises in your uh, mysteries. Oh, and I love that. It's, 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 I read a lot of mysteries and suspense. It's hard to surprise me. You always <laughs> do. You always do. <clears throat> I take um, that as high now, praise. I, yeah, I, I um, at the beginning, I forgot to tell them how they can contact you, and we want to do that before our time runs out. Um, the You can find Mary at uh, www.maryellis, one word, M-A-R-Y-E-L-L-I-S dot net. And then you also can find her on Facebook at Mary hyphen ellis comma is that a comma or what it's a slash slash author oh. and i'll come up slash author okay uh but anyway mary ellis author is is her uh uh facebook pl uh, page and you'll want to you'll want to keep up with her what what is coming up next do we have something coming up next well, I'm hoping to have something coming up next. I, I'm currently without a contract for my first time in 10 years or so. Uh, I have yeah. a book I, I have just recently completed. <laughs> and it is, uh, it is set in uh, Charleston. The name of it is Night Falls uh, on Charleston. And, of course, that's a cool. gorgeous, gorgeous old city on the seaboard. So I'm hoping so, that, um, that that it will be that God will make a path clear for me and will find me a publisher uh, that's going to like the cool. book as much as I enjoy okay. writing it. It's completely finished? It is completely com finished and ready to go. 
okay, you better let me know as soon as you <laughs> know when it's going to come out. Uh, uh, Mary, uh, I just, you are a blessing to me. Uh, I, I love it when there is a writer that I connect with. You know how solitary writing is. Not as solitary as it was when I started, but someone I can connect with and we have similar tastes and uh, uh, write books that uh, really someone who writes books that can keeps my attention and uh so i'm always i'm always looking forward to your next book and i know that uh my listeners will too so um do you have anything you'd like to tell our listeners in the next 30 seconds <laughs> well then that is that i love your work just as much as you love mine and this has been a blessing to be invited on your lovely show and I will, I will tune in again and again as you bring other guests on your show. This has been a, this has been a joy. And I remember meeting you. I believe it was one of the Texas conventions, and uh, it was such a, it was such a blessing to meet you. Well, thank you. And by the way, uh, these, these shows, soon after they are finished, they become a free podcast on iTunes so uh, you can get you a copy okay I will definitely do that thank you I have enjoyed it so much and enjoyed your readers thank you Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.